Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of the Two Road Chairs podcast. Um, I'm Frank. This is Shane again. You've probably seen him from the first episode. Shane, we're going to be chatting today um, about content. Yes. Um, Shane wanted to talk about content of, in terms of Instagram and, and um, in Facebook or LinkedIn content or um, blogging, whatever it is, um, in terms of what the purpose is, yeah? Yes, correct. So let's dig into it. What... What's on the, on your mind about it that we should chat about? It? And what I should probably just preface by saying, we're gonna have it's a Saturday night here in Sydney. We'd put disco, the dis- disco. We put the disco lights on tonight <laughs> for this episode. If you're watching here on YouTube, um, but yeah, far away. Right? Yeah, I just I uh, thanks for having me again, Frank. Really do no appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, something I've been thinking a lot about lately is just you know, um, I, like there's just such a robust and talented and amazing design community. Um, and I guess sometimes you just, you see the space, you see what's happening. And, um, I, I guess around, I know we've discussed this before, Mm. you and I, uh, just about how our content is very client focused. Yeah. Um, the kind of stuff we're putting out is very much, uh, speaking as if we're talking to a prospective client. Correct. Uh, and then there's obviously a very different route within the community, which is, developing content for your peers for so for designers mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i find there's just this i don't know there's this i i find that oh, i'm just cooking this no that's fine <laughs> no you can cook away i mean i think the, the trainer thought that i think shane's talking about is that we see a lot of designers that um that are a part of especially the Instagram design community that are putting up content for their fellow designer, which I think is fantastic because yes. if, if you're sharing what you're learning and putting it out there in your own perspective, you know, great. But if if you're the designer that is struggling to find work and make ends meet and isn't um, positioning themselves as the expert, as they say, and you're you're simply you simply have an Instagram account that is creating content for your fellow man fellow designer um and not for your client then i think shane's thinking there's this huge disconnect like why wouldn't you create that kind of content and this was my train of thought when i first started g'day frank which is my um, business page and when i discovered the kind of um thriving design community on instagram i was like wow this is amazing there's a heap of people you know creating content here yeah and my thoughts were like, well, what am I going to put up that makes sense for my business? And I was thinking, well, you know, everyone says you need to communicate to your client. Let's, you know, may as well talk to them. Why would I talk to a designer for? Because they're not the one that's going to hire me for work or, or make, you know, me ends meet here. So let's create some content that does have some real creativity behind it, but, and it kind of flexes that in its own way but have it oriented towards the client, not a designer. And that, to me, doesn't make sense. And I think that's where your head's at as well. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, There is a train of thought, though, that if you do create content for your fellow designer, um, clients could still pick that up. And that, that I've seen other people on Instagram still get work out of their Instagram content, even though it wasn't catered directly to a specific type of client, which... I don't think is going to work for everybody. 
um, if you'd agree with that. Absolutely, yeah. And it's it's very. I mean, yeah. you have to you have to really think about your own position, what your purpose of your uh, social media is, what the purpose of. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I feel like there's two greatly different results depending on the kind of content you put out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I think that just the content you put out is only if you if you are targeting clients, I feel like putting content out is only one piece of the puzzle. Uh, there are a lot of yeah. things that need to happen for the client to actually be delivered to that profile. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you're, this is my mindset. I didn't go into creating content on Instagram, you know, consistently and, and daily at some at one stage, mm. in the hope that a client would go, you know, Frank, let's do this. You know, I'm, I'm sold. Without you, even sorry, having, you did or didn't? Didn't. Okay. Didn't expect that at all. Okay. Because I think it's one of those things that there's no one's going to just go, yes, I want to deal with you right now because, you know, I've got everything I need to understand who you are and what you're about and what your process is. I think that person would still want to have a conversation. And people have reached out. Um, it's never come to fruition of a project. Um, yep. And whether or not it's that that's a whole other issue of my on- onboarding process, I don't know. But um, there haven't been qu- clients that have being the type of client I, I guess I would be looking to work with, I, suppose, okay. I guess. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, my perspective was that if I'm creating this creating this content, it would be for the case of a client to potentially, say, find me either through a referral or just haphazardly on Instagram or via Google, searching you know for a designer on there and coming across my website. Because what happens generally when you find someone out, you generally go a bit of a deep dive. You go, there's a 100%. stalker in all of us, and you you go for a bit of a deep dive now that everything's accessible, and if everything's public of what you're putting out there on, if you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, your own website, you know, Pinterest, YouTube, Instagram, um, people are going to go hunting, especially if you're putting out those links. So you're saying it's more of an outlet for you to <clears throat> uh, showcase who you are and how you do business. One hundred percent. Okay. I think that's it. It's not there with... I mean, even the content at the end of it doesn't really have much of a, a CTA, a call to action. Um, I'm starting to do that now just to see if, if that makes any difference because I kind okay. of felt like it was more a case of brand building rather than um, actually selling something here. Like of course. It's, it was more like maybe an educational kind of eye-opener for a client that you know, obviously isn't in the realm of understanding of what it is I do. Like, you don't approach a plumber thinking that I know everything about plumbing. You you go for them for their expertise, but you'd like to know what it is they're doing to fix it so that if, you know, you have to explain it to your missus or whatever what's happened <laughs> or, or whatever it is, you kind of would, I guess, like to know the general gist of what's going on. So especially if it's something that you think might only be a really quick job as a client um, if I can show the broader scope of what it could actually do as an impact um, of what branding is help them think about something that maybe they haven't thought about correct exactly um, and understand how how deeply design can pivot their business yeah and now that designers are starting to wake up and realize that you kind of have um, a piece of the puzzle to grow a business and needing to have some business acumen to be able to have a business conversation effectively, not just talk about 
you know, the aesthetics of design and what why that colour means something. I don't go into a client meeting and go, this colour means, you know, whatever oh, the fuck there's, it is. There's so much talk about colour's influence. <laughs> I feel like colour can create an expectation. That's uh, a whole other conversation. It is man. a whole other conversation. <laughs> but, Let's not go uh, yeah. Even though we've got a bajillion colours playing down Col- below us here. Um, but for you then, <clears throat> do you feel like... Uh, designers are missing out or, or, or shooting themselves in the foot or um, going about it the wrong way? Or I, don't, like, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying that anyone's going about it the wrong way because everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's doing what they feel is right. Um, I guess a, a bit of a question I asked myself uh, just recently, um, I've started to get quite a few more of my, my existing clients onto my, inst- onto my Instagram page. Yeah, okay. Uh, and they're following me and engaging with my content. And it's really interesting. And I just thought to myself, is what I'm posting the kind of stuff that I would want my client to see? And yeah. I, I want to pose that question to any designer. The stuff that you're posting, do you think if if your only viewership on your page was your clients and your clients alone, would you then change – would you – would you pivot your content? Would you change the content that you're putting out there? Yeah, you're not going to shit on them or anything like that. No, no, no nothing yeah, like that. But, like, this is my thing is that if you were to create content for your fellow designer, I mean, if it's tips and tricks on how to use Photoshop or something like that, like, that's kind of... That's harmless. Harmless. Yeah. But if it's, like, how to engage with a client in a certain way or how to find clients or all that kind of stuff that I'm kind mm-hmm. of creating in the form of this G'day Design Life stuff, yes. which is probably a good lead into why I split the two. And some people said, you know, why didn't you just pivot your content on G'day Frank? And I was like, well, I've kind of established something and established a heap of content there. Plus my website's all geared towards an ecosystem for a client, you know, onboarding kind of process. So why would I just change just to make use of the like the organic kind of following that's growing from the design community on there, given that, 95 plus percent of people that follow the G'day Frank page are designers. I'm fine with that. People just learn through osmosis, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I mean, aesthetically or, or um, what's the word, um, vanity-wise. I would probably, just observing your page yeah. and knowing that all your content is client-centric, my observation would be I feel like designers follow your page um, because – they find value in the way you appro- uh, approach clients yeah. um, and they would probably learn not about design from you but almost des- uh, learn how to communicate with clients, learn yeah. how to yeah, create content that you know has a call to action, hmm. that has mm-hmm. uh, the ability to inform clients of the service you provide. Mm-hmm. I would probably say that is why even though, like, you, like you've told me a few times, you, you've stayed in your own lane, mm. you're targeting clients, the content is not at all for designers, but so many designers are onboarded yep. to your page yep. because you, you're different with the way you think about it. Yep. Um, and it's just, it's, there's still, even though it's not for designers, there's still value for a designer to correct, yeah, be yeah. around that type of content. And where I was going before was if you pumped your numbers up, let's say, the following, because that that vanity metric of a following can have gravitas for some particular clients. They may not be the clients you want to work with. They may be, who who knows, but I've heard of instances where people weren't hired for a job because they didn't have a certain quota of following on their Instagram. Yeah, really? Which is crazy. Wow. Um, 
Or they, yeah, or they or they did get hired because they did have such a big following. Um, and I've heard of that. I haven't heard the latter though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it works in, in two different ways. So there could be a way where you create an account that just goes wooshka, like really fast, gets a big following, but you just use that that to your advantage where it's dormant, it's for a particular audience that's not your clients to pump up that number and then you could delete everything and then you could pivot all your content that's to make that's it way to, think about to it. make it client focused and have that vanity metric there and just kind of cheat the system in a way which doesn't I mean if you go in for like brand deals or something like that, that's not gonna look good because there's gonna be zero engagement um, going forward once you pivot. Mm. But if a client's not really looking into the into the depth of it and you're not looking to use that page as something for brand deals or or whatever or social proof apart from just the main top line figures there then that could be an interesting way i wouldn't recommend it personally but it would be well, a sneaky way of going about it it'll probably it'll probably boil down to what is the purpose of your page mm. uh, are you creating content to develop a clientele or do you have a bustling clientele already yeah. and the page exists to contribute to the design community or yeah or yeah like if you don't need to be flying clients as you said mm. and all you want to do is create content that does help your fellow designer that still becomes to a particular client that could be still admirable absolutely um, so it, it it's not like you can't create for your fellow designer at all like there'd be merit to it in certain respects it's, i guess it's just how you go about doing so and if it's just you know purely for the enjoyment factor but f- i think probably in my head and possibly your same yourself as well is that would you not attach that to your business so like, i've thought about that so if you had something completely different just to like basically like I've done with G'day Design Life. I mean, there's a yeah. purpose to G'day Design Life yeah. in, in, a, in the long run there. Um, but for if you're going to just do it to help your fellow person, should that just be your own kind of personal account or something like that? Just Absolutely. So you, separate from your business. You, separate from your business. Well, if the purpose differs from the purpose of your business, then yes, absolutely. It's an interesting thought. It is. And that's, uh, you know, I've, I've spoken to you in the past about how, you know, uh, all of my, uh, all of my, um, knowledge in sales um, and in developing a creative business, it's 0% applicable to a clientele that I'm um, trying to garner on Instagram on my profile. So I You could spin it in a different way oh, yeah, to yeah. kind of the whole sales strategic side of, of getting in the same way that you would garner a but then you it's, sort of then yeah. it's sort of transparent. They go, okay, that's how Shane's <laughs> lured me in, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I don't. It's you know, you, if your business is branding, it's not sales. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I'm talking, yeah, if I'm on my branding page talking about sales, uh, yeah, two vastly different things. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I don't know. There's you got to be really careful. That, like this is and the my um, my contributing to you know sitting here on this podcast uh, doing you know doing digital events or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and imparting knowledge to help creative businesses grow yeah I the kind of page that I have and the purpose for my page it's not really appropriate to do that because I have a viewership on my own page mm. uh, that mm. is my clientele mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's not really I mean if you you know 
you know how it is. You, you can't tell your your clients yeah. how to grow their design business because they don't have a design business. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It doesn't make sense. No. But you and it would, it would bring confusion to your business. Yeah. And the perception of your business, absolutely. I mean, I've seen people do it and execute quite well where they help both. Um, okay. And... And Jacob is a Jacob Cassett. I've had on, oh, yeah, had yeah. on the show. Just he's creative a, from Just Creative. He's a perfect example of that. He helps both, and Absolutely. he still gains clients out of it. So it's not to say that it can't work. It's to say that. Would you say it's a fine line? It could be a fine line, okay. or it could take a a business that has some clout already that doesn't really need to be worrying too much about. Down on that level, okay, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing, um, where you have prospective clients coming through. Like Jacob was saying, that he hasn't separated his um, email list, his email subscriber list, so it's still the same people seeing both, and the content that he puts out can be just as valuable for both parties. Like he's not slagging off clients or anything like that yeah, or yeah, businesses. Yeah. Um, so if you're tactful in the way I think that you do it, it, it's possible. But I think probably a lot of designers might falter in that respect where you get too carried away maybe of the limelight of being surrounded by a very thriving community and very supportive design community um and well i know i've thought it you know like if you to i mean obviously um it's almost like the design community is huddled together just because there's so much value that we can we can Get, and you feel inclined to give back. Yeah, to, like absolutely. If, if someone puts out something that's, that's great and you want to share it on your page, like for me, like I will only share people's content if it's of value to a prospective client. Yeah. Like, and that's I feel shit house that I on G'day Frank's page that I don't share everybody's stuff, and even okay. to the point where people that tag me and stuff, and I've called, I've said this to some people, said so don't tag me on your stuff for well, from my G'day Frank page because I'm going to untag myself. Yeah. So if someone looks at the the tagged things, it's only a very select few things that I keep there where someone's met, uh, mentioned me in their content where it's kind of about what I do or what I offer and, and, and have on Instagram kind of thing rather than people sharing their own carousel content of how to be a better designer and all that kind of stuff. And I'm tagged in there for no particular reason at all other than for me to see that post and like and comment and yes. share it or whatever, which I'm not going to share it. Yeah. I'll share it from my Canadian Design Life page here. That's what it's there for. That's what it's built for so they could, you know, cheer on other designers. That Absolutely. was the whole idea about it. So that's why I wanted to, to do To give that. back. To exactly. Give back. So if you wanted to give back and, and feel part of that community, then why not start something that is just yourself maybe um, as a second little outlet for yourself and, and do it that way? Or if you really don't give a shit about Instagram and not using it as part of your business per se, then you know go for it kind of thing. And if you're not worried about clients sort of seeing that kind of content, each to their own really. Absolutely. I think back to Jacob, he's a really good example because he obviously has a very diverse offering of content. Yeah. Uh, so he'll share um, informational posts Yep. He'll share um, actual downloadable content for use that designers would use. And he also shares client work, Yep. Um, which I've actually noticed a lot of designers have dropped off sharing any client work. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm actually, I'm, un, I'm a bit unsure about it. I'm not sure if it's a positive thing or a negative thing. Yeah. My thing was always with content that if you're a designer, this is my own opinion and everybody's each their own in this, is that if you have social media, you use it to show who you are 
um, what you can do, being your design work and your process yep. and all that kind of stuff, um, what you know, so that way you have some, you show some of your thought process behind what it is you do. So you, you know, you have some credibility or whatever it is. So oh, a like client that. Yeah, sees yeah. that you know what the fuck you're talking about. And yeah. then the last part is to remain social on social media. So it's to <laughs> connect with not just designers, if you like have connect with other designers because that's a great thing to have, especially if you work for yourself, mm-hmm. um, to have a design community that's all on the same page as you and, and you know, you, it's relatable. That's where I thrive a lot uh, on social media. Having relatable, approachable content. Correct. Yeah, okay. But then using social to connect with other business owners, like reaching out and liking their content rather than just designers' content to say, you know, hey, I really, like genuinely, I really like your, you know, content here or that photo or that post or, or your product or service or whatever. I'm a really big fan of this. And just be able to connect on that level because at the end of the day it's social media and I think probably a lot of designers aren't doing this and taking that opportunity to do so because mm. everyone can send a direct message to the you know, frig the CEO of whatever kombucha company you know it's it's <laughs> crazy so I think something as well that I'm I'm realizing is a possibility um, you know within the community there's so many different so many different people so many different skill sets there's mm. so much on offer mm-hmm. that um, I've found that there's probably a lot of opportunity to collaborate. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, Jared from Winart. Yep. Yeah, we recently uh, connected. And um, it's interesting, quite a lot of what uh, he's doing, he's doing a lot of, I think he calls it um, fast-moving consumer goods. Yep. Is, yep. His, is his specialty, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, and he also does a bit of signage work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, he told me that... Um, that's like signage type work is the kind of work that he wants to get a bit more away from okay. to focus on his on what he specializes in. Yep. yep. Um, and we sort of spoke about how we could work together yep. uh, for me to help uh, with some signage implementation to keep mm-hmm. his clientele happy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. also that's his hands are away from it so he can focus sure. on building the side of the business that mm-hmm. he specializes yep. in. So look, there's, there's opportunity in the community to collaborate. Well, um, case in point as well. Shane and I are talking about it at the moment, you know, <laughs> too, in terms of collaborating maybe next year for, for work where, you know, Shane's a you know, killer salesman and, and he's like, man, I don't have the time to design. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I've got some time. Yeah, well, it's, it's, within, it's interesting within your business because mm. you, you think about what your strengths are. You know, so many, uh, so often mm. uh, as a designer, you think your strengths are to be designing, sitting mm-hmm. down and designing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but just with how my business has been progressing, mm. I've been in business for 12 months now. Mm. Um, I'm realizing that every day that I'm sitting at the computer and not out on the road, that's a day where I've missed out on potential clients. It's a crazy different mindset. Isn't it? It's, it's and This it's, man's head is just it's, completely different to the rest of the It sounds so strange, <laughs> but it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's... There's this, there's this balance, and it's like, hmm. um, if I, if you know, if I take on a big design project, um, I've got to be mindful that that's going to hmm. take so much of my time and take me away from, okay, like, okay, look, let's let's throw a random figure. Let's say I do a design project for a thousand, a thousand dollars, five thousand dollars, whatever, but it's going to take, you know, hmm. it's going to take this many days off my, and that would be the same as well for Instagram content, though. Oh, 100%. And this is, I want to talk about this as well because mm-hmm. sometimes I find it hard to rationalize 
the investment of time. The investment of time, because yeah. I mean, to to create a post that isn't just a blur, it takes a couple. Of it hours. takes a couple of hours. It yeah. does, and no matter how you try and optimize your time and mm-hmm. try and make mm-hmm. that process more streamlined, mm-hmm. uh, good content takes time. There's there's no escaping it. Yeah, putting out bullshit stuff really quickly, that's fine just to fill the numbers. <laughs> if you're only going to be doing that just to, you know, put stuff out consistently and it's of no real value to anybody, then, you just, like, that's white noise. Absolutely. Um, well, that's what I think is admirable about you, man, because, I mean, I don't know how long it takes to um, bring the content together for these podcasts. Um, takes some time. It takes some time. <laughs> it takes some and this planning is, I mean, as well. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think it's, I think, I think people should um, follow the example of that. Um, I've had various conversations with Frank about how he's learnt so much and uh, been, I mean, gifted so much in the ways of knowledge and understanding of what it takes to be a designer and run your own business from the community that you're putting these hours and time and effort back into giving back to the community, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is really awesome, man. So it's <laughs> cheers. Pat on the back. Yeah. Um, so I guess for <laughs> – Cheers. <laughs> From the perspective of where you're at now, what is your game plan that you think you're going to do, let's say, for 2020? Like, are you going to be investing as much time as into Instagram or do you want to just try and ration it into a way that's sustainable and, and effective to your business just to kind of keep up appearances and still keep it active so that if a client does come along and see the stuff, then yeah, you know, well, you're not just having something that's gone dead you know well okay so uh i've only been on instagram for i mean um putting out instagram on on my business account for i'll probably say probably three months the first the first uh month uh the first month month and a half no i'd probably say sorry first um yeah probably about month and a half six weeks yeah 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 i was i was posting every day Uh, i was it you know some posts took Man, some posts took like <laughs> like four hours and it's like, oh, but I just, I pushed through and just made it happen. And it was completely taken out of my hands t- towards the end of the year. Yeah. It just, I just got so busy with client work yeah. and I didn't post for a month. Yeah. I've just, I mean, I've been trying a few different things uh, and all it is, is just, you know, trial and error. What mm. works best for you? Mm-hmm. Obviously what works for me might not work for someone else. Correct. Um, and... Yeah, as far as what my plan is for 2020, like to, to keep contributing, to keep creating content, I think a really awesome byproduct of creating content is that, you know, there's a lot of ideas floating around in anyone's head. Um, and when you sit down and write something, it really gives you clarity on what your own position is and what your own thoughts are on a certain topic. Um, and, you know, whether the content you're putting out is focused for clients or focused for designers, I think that byproduct of finding your own position is unanimous no matter what the content is so yeah like if yeah. you can if you can create content that has your own two cents added to it rather than just regurgitating quotes like i've put out quotes yeah but you don't just say quote how about it oh yeah it's i think like, the, quote, the quote can mean something different contextualized contextualized yeah. correct it yeah. can mean something different to correct. some to to you to to me yeah. yeah um so yeah if you're learning more stuff about your design business being still young and it's pretty much just as young as my own um, but as you go along the way, you start realizing what it is your business is good for, what you're good for, how you can help others, what that impact is, all that kind of stuff. And you can share that so a client can see what that you know benefit is of what it Correct. is you offer. And um, you have a, a you know, great mindset or relatability or personality. And that's why a big thing of uh, I would encourage every, anyone listening to this that is scared 
of getting in front of a camera or behind a mic or writing something or in, in front of a camera to take a photo, whatever it is, um, try it. Just try it? Yeah. Like I, I had for the feature, last two Feature Fridays for um, G'day Design Life, this was a while ago now if you're listening um, and watching because this is some banked up content here, but um, for a couple of the, the Feature Friday um, posts, um, people that featured were kind of very hesitant about it and I approached them and said, would you want to contribute? Okay. They're like, yeah, I'd be really, you know, into it. And then they start doing it. And they're like, I I don't know if I'm good at this. Like, I don't know if I'd be good at this. I don't know why anyone would listen to this. And it's like, that's not the point. Like, everyone has something to offer. But I totally understand if you don't want to get in front of the camera or, or mic or whatever it is to, to do this. So don't pressure yourself. If you're not into the idea of it and the whole social media side of things is just a bit vain and and pretentious and all the rest of it if that's your viewpoint then fuck it don't do it don't put yourself through it like it just seems pointless in terms of why you would have to feel like you're keeping up appearances to make Mm. like if someone else is doing if if you're looking at me let's say and going i need to do what frank's doing like i would really look up to him and i think i don't want to get behind the camera but you try it and then you're like i don't enjoy this at all you might it might come as a labor of love over time maybe but if you don't enjoy it and you keep doing it a few times and you're just like you know what fuck this shit and it doesn't work <laughs> like what the hell's the point There's you know no point. absolutely not and it'll be i mean if you're uncomfortable doing something hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna put time and effort into excelling in that type of area so yeah. so that's a caveat but play what, to your strengths. but what i would say as well to it though the advantages of doing it is that you then get more comfortable in your own skin to then it translates into client conversations. So if you can talk to a camera when no one else is there and do it walking down the you know busy street of a metropolitan Sydney like I've done before, <laughs> you get over your like self confidence kind of like not sorry self confidence word self um, you know reflecting sort of thoughts of either I'm ugly or I, I sound bad. Like, I'm, I sound like Ray Romano. You is know? my it's beard just, untidy? Is my beard untidy? Am I, do I look like, <laughs> do I sound like, what, am I, is what I'm saying making sense? You're just there to do it and put something out there and, and you know, contribute to, you know, what it is you're doing. You don't have to be the biggest doyen thought leader of all time or anything like that. You just need to put something out there and enjoy it. And people, if you're on, you know, genuine about it, and you fuck up after fuck up after fuck up after fuck up with your takes of video footage, like I've seen people do bloopers and the amount of bloopers they've done. I'm like, I am with you there. Like <laughs> the amount of bloopers that I have done over the time to get to where I am now is ridiculous. I've wasted the bloopers. Hours. The bloopers account for ninety percent of the content you've yes, created, and yes, the ten percent's yes, what you put out. Yes, yes. So in terms of content, I would say give it a go and see what you think it is. It will give you more confidence, I think, especially when you are dealing with clients. And the the other trade-off is that the client sees who you are. If you put yourself out, like, you know, you're starting to put some photos into your content, which is great. And if you put... Slowly. Yeah, <laughs> slowly. And then slowly. slowly, but surely, that's fine. I mean, I wasn't posting my own face. I didn't want it to be about me or anything It's all to like do with that. positioning and, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I kind of realized people buy from people... You know, people that they know, like, and trust if I can give some sort of semblance of who I am and all that kind of you stuff. You are the bona fide mascot of G'day Frank. Well, the business, the na- your name is in the title. Yeah, I know. And it was just sort of stupid that I That's thought great. it was going to be something else. It's, di- it's different. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a point of difference. Yeah, yeah. So how, how are you feeling now after that chat about how you go about it going forward? 
how I go about my own content. Mm. Look, I think I still need to make my content very client centric, mm-hmm. uh, just because. I mean, I can ration, and this is probably key. I can rationalize my client focused content to a design community. Mm. I can't. Fo- I can't rationalize a design focused content to my clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that is that's absolutely it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, moving forward. Um, I mean, I think it's really cool. There's de- definitely different and interesting ways to share uh, your own position on branding and the Im- and the impact of branding. Um, something I am considering is uh, definitely sharing more client work. Yeah. Um, I feel like there needs to be there needs to be a healthy balance yeah. um, of um, putting your thoughts out there, but also putting the work of your hands out there. Yeah. Which is, I think, so, a lot of the Aussie design community that I'm following here on G'day Design Life, they'd excel at oh, that. Oh, absolutely. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. wow, this is so, some really fucking good work. Some like, of the stuff you've been sharing on the page, I've just, like, yeah. I've, I've glanced at it and just instantly followed the person, just like, yo, you are just... Yeah, and they're killing and you, it. Yeah. Whereas the wider design community that has some influence stuff, we, we, I don't see your work, and it's just like, oh, I just bumped the mic, sorry. <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, half the time I can't post my work because the clients that I work with, it's all confidential as well. So that's mm. why I create different kind of content to b- have some substance there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a trade catch-22 trade-off that I have to sort of work with. And I think there'd be a lot of people like that as well. 100%. Anyway, mate, we'll leave it there. So thank you no very much, man. guys, for listening um, here on the podcast, either on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or YouTube or IGTV when we put Jeez. this up. It's everywhere, isn't it? It's <laughs> crazy, man. How long does it take you just to upload this on yeah. all the platforms? Well, good thing with a podcast, if you guys ever look at doing a podcast, you only have to put it, the podcast up one place and then it's it just you know automatically goes to all these places, which is good. So just set and forget kind of stuff. Whereas YouTube and IGTV, oh, they take forever. Anyway, yeah. and one one thing I want to say before we go, yeah. uh, for everyone that's enjoying the uh, Two Red Chairs podcast, man, before you started your own podcast, how many times have you done it? Uh, what do you mean by how many times have you done a podcast before you started doing your podcast? Uh, I was on I think two people's podcasts. Two people's podcasts, and that was all. There you go. Not a lot of experience, no. but you just gave it a go. Now I've got two. Now you've got two podcasts. <laughs> and just listen around the world. It's fucking amazing. But, awesome. Thanks, uh, Frank. Yeah, no worries, guys. Cheers, um, so catch us in the next episode. I'm going to have Shane back, and we're going to talk some more stuff. We have a good banter here. He's an Aussie Sydney designer, so um, stay tuned for that one. Anyways, we'll see you in the next episode. Later.